one. I'm TJ. And I'm Will. And this is Real, Real Talk, Talk Sports. Sports. Big weekend. It is Super Bowl weekend. Woo! Super Bowl 52. Hard to believe. 52 Super Bowls. This now. is one of my favorite times of the year, to be honest. Definitely. Except, except for basketball season. That's my favorite season of all time. I love them both because of the food. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I love them because I love sports. So, going into GW Sports real quick, we are gonna super, we're going to talk about Super Bowl, Super Bowl a lot, but... Before we do, let's get stuff out of the way. Like Gardner Web Sports, men's basketball la- loss in a four-point game to Radford on ESPNU last night. They take on Charleston Southern on Saturday. Women's basketball go to at Radford, who are now 13-7 after starting the season 12-3. All right, so let's talk about this real quick. Well, I don't know if you got a chance to watch the game last night. Um, I actually did watch a little bit. I watched it with uh, my RA DJ and BJ, who we both know, DJ and BJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they put up such a good uh, fight. Uh, Lasan, I don't want to sound mean, but I don't know if he'll get it aggressive in the paint. Um, Liam O'Reilly always taking uh, three th- th- three pointers. Uh, that doesn't always work. He had to take uh, some shots from inside the arc as well. Um, and David Effiani uh, attacking the rim like there's no tomorrow. So I applaud their effort, the dog's effort. Yeah, I do too. And honestly. They've been going through a lot, and to be honest, they get Brandon back now. Um, next week, they'll have him back. You know, Eric is injured. With that being said, Gardner-Webb men's have struggled in these last few games. I mean, they came into this um, season in the conference. They were unbeaten in the conference for a long time. And then they're still undefeated at home, and they play Charleston Southern here. So that's a good stretch to keep here. Now, going to women's basketball against who plays Radford at Radford on Saturday – They've got a lot here going on for them here. I mean, Bradford is top three in the Big South for women's basketball. And the women have dropped a little bit. They After that one-point loss to UNC Asheville, they need this win. So what going into this game, Will, let's talk about women's basketball real quick. Going into this game, what needs to be the mentality here for them? I think just uh, don't focus on the, the past. Worry about uh, the present, and that's focusing on Radford right now because uh, you can't focus on uh, what's behind you or what's in uh, front of you. You have to focus uh, like way ahead. You have to focus on uh, what's here right uh, now, right uh, next to you. And if the women ever want to uh, look at a good spot in the Big South tournament, then they need to pick up momentum and uh, fast, and a win against Radford would, would help uh, tremendously. Yes, this would be a big win. It just needs to be a mentality of we have to keep winning. We can't let these losses stay in our heads. We have to move on and so forth. Going to um, college basketball here now in general, Michigan's, on Saturday, Michigan, there was a big uproar as Michigan State has gotten to a lot of controversy that continues to be talked about. Apparently, though, for the past seven years, different cases of sexual assault have been claimed for on both the football team and the basketball team by women's te- women um, athletic players from the tennis teams and so forth. Moving on from that, and an investigation by ESPN from outside the lines found that university officials unsuccessfully sought three times in the past three years to withhold the names of athletes in campus police's records. And in some cases, they deleted so much data from incident reports that they were almost indecipherable, meaning they were almost unreadable. And now they dragged both head basketball coach Tom Izzo and Mark D'Antoni, the football coach, into this. And so there's a lot 
this isn't looking good. It's it's another Baylor incident here from Michigan State, and it's really been a mental thing on the basketball team from Michigan State, especially now Tom Izzo has to worry about leading this team and now has to come out with statements, and a lot of pressure is being put on him. Let's talk about this for a minute. Well, I mean, Michigan State is looking to be in some big trouble here. I mean, we thought about what Baylor went through and what ended up happening to Art Bryles here. This is uh, usually the thing what happens with like a big time sports program. Uh, they would end up getting like a good rep in the NCAA, whether it be in football, basketball, or even baseball. Uh, but one little incident, no matter what it is, that pretty much can tarnish the whole program's reputation. Not only that, but it could also affect the school in a tremendous way as well. You're talking about loss of scholarships here, and it's not just one incident. It's multiple reports claimed on both the football team and the basketball team. No players' names are being mentioned right now, but this, this is serious here. I mean, you're talking about Michigan State losing students, not just athletes, losing scholarships. The NCAA is not going to let this go away. I mean, if they what they did to Baylor will happen to Michigan State if more as more evidence comes along, more into the story as time goes on. Another news: Coach K is closed down by Duke for a little while amid the flu concerns because Coach K has been going through a lot of health issues. With that being said, they're going to have the assistant coaching staff coach in this next game as Coach K still is recovering. So let's talk about this one, Will. How Duke performs with Coach K on and off the court. So how big, you know, Duke, they're coming in to play off. <clears throat> Ouch. Careful. They got a game this Saturday. So how does, what has to be the mentality for Duke here, Coach K or none? Uh, I think uh, that coach or no coach, uh, somebody has to uh, take charge and say, hey, we have to work hard for this because uh, Coach K would want us to, to keep working our butts off uh, throughout this entire season. And Coach K, who I think can easily go down as one of the best basketball coaches of all time, um, uh, he would end up giving like the right amount of motivation for this uh, young team and uh, for any other college basketball program who might be going through the same process. I agree, too. And, you know, they play against St. John, who they have a history with. Despite the fact that St. John is 10-13, Duke is 19-3, St. John and Duke have history to where it's going to be a close one. And, you know, Coach Capel will come in and take over for this game. But, Coach, do you want to talk about Coach K and how great of a football coach he is? Probably the greatest of all time. I think here we have to play here for Coach K has to be the mentality. The leaders have to say, we're doing this for Coach K. He's not with us today, but we're going to play like he is. Virginia, another ACC team, they lost their guard, Nigel Harris, Nigel Johnson, for three games. He's been suspended for team violations. He leads the team in assists, not to mention he's one of the top scorers. So looking at Virginia's schedule earlier today, I noticed that they don't play decent. They play decent teams, but no team to be really concerned about, like Georgia Tech. I mean, they play Virginia Tech. That could be concerning. But other than that, I mean, these teams are 500 or under, so... How does this still affect Virginia in a way against teams like this? Oh, definitely. If you look at a team that loses one of their best players and they end up playing some average or below average teams, that could seriously ruin their momentum. And it could have the other team thinking, hey, they don't have their best player. This is our chance to strike. And they end up just humiliating that team. I agree. And I think right here, I mean, 
It's just a lesson to be learned. There's nothing else you can really say or speak upon this matter. They play Syracuse this week. Then they go on to play Georgia Tech and then Virginia Tech. So you can't let the fact that these teams are under 500 thinking you'll still do, perform well. You have to play to your best and let it be a lesson learned. And finally, for college basketball, Tennessee says men's basketball coach Rick Barnes inadvertently committed a minor NCAA violation by paying money out of his own pocket to supplement the salary of one of his assistant coaches. And now the NCAA is looking into it. And so now we see how um, there's rules that a coach or a player, you can't pay your players or coaches no. or do any of that without, unless it's the school giving them their paycheck. No, it can only come from the president, right? Yes, exactly. So even if this is minor, this still the NCAA takes this thing kind of thing really seriously, even if something as small as this. So talking about does this deserve really a big punishment i mean this was just a minor thing um i would say maybe a fine would uh, be okay uh, a, uh, maybe a one game suspension but that's all i can think of uh, the ncaa uh, takes their rules extremely seriously yeah and while i do think this is a kind of unfair this is kind of a, a like a, a fair punish there should be like a fair punishment for uh, this Oh, yeah, I agree. Looking into it now, let's go on to college basketball picks here. First, starting us off, a new a new game this tonight, Rhode Island, number 22 ranked in the nation, versus VCU to a rival team. Now, here's the fun, the fun fact here. Rhode Island has beaten VCU 13 straight times, looking to make it 14. Who wins this one tonight, Will? Oh, well, Rhode Island is favored by a 68% uh, chance. Uh, Rhode Island actually won 13 games in a row, and they're ranked, uh, I'm not kidding, 13 games in a row, uh, and they're ranked 22 in the nation, so obviously they're riding with a lot of momentum on this, and VCU, who has been known as one of the most underrated uh, programs of all time, uh, mainly because they are known for, uh, re they've known for reaching the Final Four a, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, so I think this will be a very close game, but I think that Rhode Island will end up uh, taking the win. I think here that Rhode Island wins this one. 13 seems to be their lucky number, but VCU, despite the players they have, they have not been on, on their game. You know, they, they have won their last three games. That's something to be recognized for. But Rhode Island has won 13 straight now. I think Rhode Island wins this one. Next, number 21, Kentucky, back in the top 25 after upsetting West Virginia. They are coming off an overtime win against um, Vanderbilt, 83-81. They face off against the number two recruit, Michael Porter. And Missouri Tigers here are 14-8, still looking to be eligible for the NCAA tournament. Now, here's the thing, though. Missouri has lost three of their last five games. Who wins this one, Will? This was a tough one. Last Missouri win was a, was a nine-point win against Alabama. And like you said before, Kentucky just barely beat uh, Vanderbilt. Uh, so uh, both teams are riding into this game uh, with a win. Uh, Kentucky just got back into the top 25, so uh, they're riding with a lot of momentum on this. Uh, but I think that uh, Missouri might actually uh, pull out an upset. I shall go with the Tigers. Ooh, I like that. I'm going to go with the Wildcats here simply because they are on a momentum. They're on a way to where they want to prove themselves. Now, it doesn't help when you have to go into overtime against Vanderbilt, the team in last place against the SEC. But Missouri, you know... One thing to know about Missouri is their defense. They are very great with it. I mean, they're holding their opponents to 66 points, but they're the thing that kills them, their field goal percentage, 46%. I'm going with Kentucky here. 
Kansas State takes on number 15, West Virginia. West Virginia really wants to bounce back after losing the last two games. Who wins this one, Will? Well, both teams have a below average of 50% uh, or below average of field goal percentage. Uh, Kansas State won the four of their last uh, five uh, games. Meanwhile, West Virginia is on a three-game losing streak. Uh, they're desperate for a win, and I think that the Mountaineers will take this W. One thing to watch out for West Virginia is that press they love to, to do. And, you know, it hasn't been working for them lately, but Kansas State went under pressure, has turned the ball over 15 times per game when going against the press. I'm going with West Virginia here. Alabama, making themselves known again, led by Colin Sexton, takes on number 23-ranked Florida. Who wins this one, Will? Uh, some people are going to say Roll Tide, some say Gator Chomp. Uh, for me, I'm going to say uh, Gator Chomp, uh, even though with a, the Florida, uh, Florida lost uh, by 12 to Georgia, I say that uh, they should have home court advantage, and they have uh, 79 points uh, per game. And even though they have a below average uh, field goal percentage, I still think they'll be able to pull it out. Earlier in the year, Alabama started out ranked, and then after the loss to Minnesota, they fell off the map. No one was really talking about them. Then they beat Oklahoma. And then now they're being talked about. Now they're playing another ranked team. You know they they lost to Missouri the other night. This is gonna have to. This is gonna be a mentality to where let's go back to winning now. And Florida, they have a great defense here. That's gonna be a thing for Alabama if they can get past this Florida defense. But I'm going with Alabama in an upset. Oklahoma versus Texas. It's the river, the Red River rivalry in basketball. Who wins this one, Will? Oklahoma coming out, coming into this game with a win against Baylor by two. Texas going into this game with a loss by two against Texas Tech in overtime. Uh, so I say Oklahoma has uh, the more momentum going into this. Uh, uh, they scored 90 points against their opponents, while Texas only puts up 72. Uh, so that could make a big difference. I'm going to go Boomer Sooner. I'm going to go with the Oklahoma Sooners here. I think it's going to be a very close game, you know. And Texas, they lead against Oklahoma. They've ha they have the more rebounds, they have the more assist numbers, but Oklahoma, you know, Trey Young has been phenomenal. I think he's going to be phenomenal in this game too. Last but not least, BYU versus Gonzaga. It's always a good game when these two play. Both of them have very well records. Who wins this one, Will? Uh, Gonzaga won uh, four games in a row. Meanwhile, uh, Brigham Young is going up, uh, is go going off of a 76-69 loss to LMU. Uh, and uh, Gonzaga puts up 87 points while uh, Brigham Young only puts up 75. And, uh, you know, the stats don't lie. So uh, I think I, I'm going to have to go with the Bulldogs in this one. I'm going to go with Gonzaga here as well. I think they have the better team points-wise. I like Gonzaga in this one. In women's, before we get to pick, South Carolina women's basketball coach Don Staley defends the team's, the team's fan base on Wednesday. One day after Missouri athletic director... Jim Sterk said members of the Tigers women's basketball team were spit on and called racial slurs by fans after the game Sunday in Columbia. Going into this, now South Carolina and Missouri are now, NCAA is under investigation, but South Carolina is saying they did not do this. Missouri says otherwise. It's just another big conflict here. What's talking about this, Will, how does this affect the mentality for both teams? Not to mention that with this coming out now, and, of course, political stuff that's going on. This really right. could affect the, both universities here. I think it will affect South Carolina more because uh, for, a for a basketball coach to defend the fan base for calling the other team, like, racialist taunts, 
Uh, that's actually pretty unacceptable, uh, to be honest. Exactly. And, for, and now, spitting on them and racial slurs, that's one of the worst things. And I really think that's... You see, that's just crazy how far people will take the sport, to be honest. I love the sport to that, but never would I ever spit on someone or use racial slurs in this kind of situation. I mean, seriously, it's just basketball. Right. That's all it is. Going to women's basketball picks now. TCU versus Texas. Two top 25 teams. Who wins this one, Will? Okay, just uh, give me a minute here. Will that TCU versus Texas? Yes, on Saturday. Okay. Yeah, I was about to say, I was looking at this, and I'm like, wait, these uh, games already happened. Uh, TCU won five games in a row, and uh, Texas won uh, their last two games. The last one was against a 55-41 to game against Kansas. Uh, I say TCU has more momentum. I shall go with the Horned Frogs. I'm going to go with Texas here. I think their women's basketball team has done very well. I think that they have a lot to look up for. I've got with Texas in this one. Notre Dame. Stretching it back up. They've had a lot of injuries, yet only two losses here. They take on number 19-ranked Duke Blue Devils. Who wins this one, Will? Ooh, this is a tough one, but I think uh, I'm going to have to go with uh, Notre Dame in this one because uh -huh. they've been a, a dominant program for the past couple years. And uh, uh, Duke, while impressive, uh, they have a, they're going to have their plate full when they go up against uh, the Lady Fighting Irish. Uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I, uh, I'm going with the Fighting Irish. I'm going to go with the Fighting Irish here as well, simply because they've been the stronger team. Their back, their bench has been amazing. To make up for the three starters they've lost to injury, two of them who which tore their ACL, that's never good at all. But I think the Lady Irish are going to win triumphant over the Duke women. Rumors fly as we go into NBA that LeBron makes the comment to the Warriors that he would possibly join them if they cleared up salary cap space. Now, LeBron and the owner for the Cleveland Cavaliers are not getting along right now. And so as soon as he made that comment, rumors went flying. People love this. People are angered by this. I mean, one of the greatest basketball player in the world right now joining the second best basketball player in the world and the best team in the <laughs> NBA. I don't know. That That's just not competition to me right there, no. honestly. I mean... I uh, talked to my dad about this last night. Yeah. Uh, and he said that it won't be good for, like, ratings or anything. Oh, heck no. Because, because yeah, like you said, there's no competition. Uh, it won't be good for any fans. And it just won't make it, people want to watch basketball anymore. I know. I mean, yeah, exactly. The NBA is just not as competitive. I mean... The only teams that would stand a chance are OKC, maybe the Spurs because they're well coached. Well, and... OKC has been kind of struggling, though, to be honest. Yeah, but also let's talk about the Celtics. I mean, they probably Celtics. Uh, the Raptors are a bit of a a bit of a, a, a wild card as well. But this is also affecting Cleveland because now they've lost Kevin Love to injury, and LeBron is talking about leaving. Trade deadline ends in seven days here. Seven days for LeBron to decide if he's going to do this supposable rumor. Or if he's going to another team this season or just wait until next season. But either way, Dece I mean... Decision 2.0. Cleveland here. They're the fans are just probably peeing on themselves. They don't know what's happening here. Uh, no, uh, they are just worried because uh, LeBron's like their gem. Uh, LeBron's the gem of the city of Cleveland. He is the one that brought a championship to Cleveland after a huge drought. And not just basketball, but all of sports in general. Yes, I mean, the Browns, they've only been to the AFC Championship, and that was 25 years ago. Cleveland Indians had a chance to break their streak, and they blew it to the Chicago Cubs. So, I mean, 
It's if LeBron leaves, you're gonna see a lot of burned jerseys in Cleveland. But yes. what does this mean for the Cavaliers? I mean, Dwayne Wade's gonna retire after this year. I mean, yes. obviously Isaiah Thomas is not living up to his potential. Huge mistake. They're actually gonna be on the bottom again, like they were a couple of years ago. That was when they drafted Kyrie Irving. But I think that if they do end up in that position again then it might not be all that bad because Kyrie Irving actually helped the Cavs get back on the map. Which is why I was saying Kyrie was the better option than Isaiah Thomas. Right. Look what he's doing for the Celtics. Most of it is by himself. You can say what you want, but that's just another argument for the day. It's just a rumor, but LeBron did make the comment, and that's what got rumors sparking. Blake Griffin is sent to Detroit in exchange for Tobias Harris, Avery Bradley, and... I cannot pronounce Boban, Boban Jaranovic. Yeah, that's that's what it is. A first round draft pick and a second round pick in 2019. He played his first debut in Detroit last night. Got 24 points, 10 rebounds. But I mean, he came out and said he was shocked. I mean, he got a phone call saying, "Hey, you're going to Detroit, by the way. You're leaving tomorrow." <laughs> so, so let's talk about this. What does this mean for the Clippers? A lot of people are upset, and people are going after Doc Rivers, saying he needed to be removed, not Blake. How do you think Blake fares now in Detroit? I mean, you're playing along Andre Drummond, the leader of rebound. Yeah, Andre Drummond, uh, easily one of the best rebounders in the NBA right now. And Detroit has a decent team as well, I mean. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Who would have thought that they would actually get this far? I know, right? Uh, But for Blake Griffin uh, in this situation, uh, I'd be pretty shocked as well because uh, why would you get rid of your best player when you already send Chris Paul to the Rockets, and you would send uh, now Blake Griffin uh, to uh, the Pistons now uh, for a couple of decent players and some draft picks. Yes, but I mean, the only Tobias Harris is good. I mean, Avery Bradley is good. Yeah. I mean, that's still, still, Blake Griffin is a superstar. I mean, next thing you know, they'll get rid of DeAndre Jordan, and they're starting from scratch. I mean, think of how young that team is. And the, the, I, feel, I feel like this is kind of a, like a Brooklyn situation where they're trying to who will find like a, a rhythm right here. They're trying to find like a, a good strategy, yeah. like a good lineup here. But they Brooklyn's actually building. The Clippers have been everywhere. It's kind of, I mean, they're pulling the New York Jets situation here, getting rid of all your veterans. But the Jets only the Jets did it better. I mean, the Jets yeah. actually went and got great players. I mean. And they ended up doing a lot better than uh, most people give him credit for. I mean, Avery Bradley's going to be a big addition. Tobias Harris, he's a great three-point shooter, but what do you expect to get out of this? What do you, Now you've really hurt your chances here. They have to adapt to this new system. You went from playing Detroit to LA. And fast, because uh, was it was All-Star Weekend next week or weekend or something? Yes. Holy cow, I actually uh, thought it was uh, like, uh, ne- like uh, after a, the All-Star a, Weekend. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to think. It's the 14th, isn't it? The, isn't it? You, the, oh. the All-Stars are the 14th, so it's probably the week after next week. Okay, okay. So, I mean, but okay. still, I mean, they played they play tonight, so it's like, okay, get ready, guys. You're playing tonight. Yeah, so uh, this is obviously uh, big, and it's going to be like a huge shock to everybody. Uh, like, they have to get used to this team and fast, because if you want to get to the playoffs, you have to uh, adapt and fast. Oh, definitely, and... You know, the funny part I saw was Blake Griffin went out to warm-ups without his jersey. It was, it, he actually came out and said, you know, when you're in a new environment, you forget a lot of things. No, I can <laughs> sort of around. I, I can, well, I can sort of see where he's going with that. Oh, yeah, he was joking around, though. I know. DeMar- Tragedy struck as DeMarcus Cousins tore his Achilles is out for the season. And another Team LeBron all-star teammate, John Wall, is out for two months. Will miss it. 
Paul George and Gordon Dragic take their place in All-Star Game. Let's talk about this. I mean, DeMarcus Cousins torn his Achilles. He said he has never had an injury like this before. And he's going to keep working. I mean, John Wall, that's going to hurt the Wizards as well, though. So you want to talk about the Wizards and Pelicans who were doing decently well, and now they both lose a superstar here. Uh, How do you think they'll fare here? This is a, kind of one of the bad things about basketball. You have, like, no protection whatsoever. Uh, I mean, the only thing you can have a protection for is a mouth guard, but that's about it. Uh, but in Achilles heel, a season ending, who knows? It might, if, depending on how it is, it could have been career ending. Oh, yeah, definitely. But thank goodness it's not, at least as far as we know. Uh, John Wall, uh, these two months are going to be brutal for the Wizards, and they're going to have to come up with a strategy and fast. Oh, yeah, definitely. You've lost your team leader here. Yep. But, you know, he's going to be a great leader on the bench because, I mean, yeah. it's kind of like what Kobe did when he was injured. He was still a leader on the bench. The Pelicans, though, I mean, despite losing Cousins, they went out and they're sending their center, Omar Seek, guards Tony Allen and Jameer Nielsen to the Bulls and are getting... Miradic, a three-point shooter from the Bulls here. So they're starting to try to build their team and replace for DeMarcus Cousins until he was able to return, which won't be till next season. But that's going to be interesting there, right there. Yep. Going to the NBA picks, the one game to look out for is the Rockets versus the Spurs. Who wins this one, Will? This is going to be a Southwest uh, showdown. We have two of the best teams in the West. Uh, Spurs, they seem to be back to full strength. They got Manu and Kawhi back. Uh, but will it be enough to take out... Uh, the super team with James Harden and Chris Paul. Oh, yeah. I think uh, not really. Uh, Spurs have been uh, kind of uh, struggling a little bit. Uh, uh, but I still think they'll be ranked one of the top teams in the West. Uh, but uh, I think the Rockets will pull out this one, but barely. I'm going I'm to hit the Rockets in the close one here. And going to the NFL, before we talk about the Super Bowl, two interesting things happened. First off, football talk. The Chiefs traded Alex Smith to the Redskins in exchange for Kendall Fuller, the defensive back. I guess they're satisfied with Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, an interesting fact I found out, Alex Smith is the first QB to have a great season and be with a high QB rating and be traded to another team. So that's interesting to me. But now the Redskins, you know, all they had was Colt McCoy on their roster because Kirk Cousins is leaving. And as the Broncos and Cardinals go racing after him, the Redskins are saying, we're divorced now, Kirk. We're looking for someone else. And now they're marrying Alex Smith. Yeah. And they're also married to Colt McCoy. So which one are they going to go with here? Ooh, this is a tough one. Uh, Colt McCoy, he's been doing okay, but he's not enough to be a leader of the team, to be honest. You don't think so? Well, I think maybe uh, in a little bit. Uh, but uh, if you're, you're getting Alex Smith, which is totally going to be new to him. A huge. And it's not even – it's a different game plan compared to the Chiefs here. Definitely. Uh, but uh, I'm pretty sure they're going to go with Alex Smith here. Oh, obviously you would, but I'm still saying, you know, McCoy has a lot of potential. I mean, he had a winning record against the Browns. This guy outplayed Brady and Drew Brees when playing against them, when he played for the Browns. Yeah, true. The Browns. True, true. <laughs> but, I mean, still, I mean, I would go with Alex Smith, but I would also use McCoy a lot, especially in QB um, option plays here. But, you know, Smith is getting close to retirement. Was this really a smart move for the Redskins? I mean, the man's in his, almost in his late 30s here. Really? Yeah. Holy cow, it's really been that long since he got drafted. Uh, I honestly don't know, because you would, uh, would want to go for a veteran quarterback uh, to lead yeah. your team. 
true. And, you know, the Redskins have gotten a lot rid of a lot of their veterans. Kind of like how uh, the, the Jets are trying to get, stick with Josh McCown. And he even said that he's interested in staying for another year. So, wait, whoa, the Jets are interested in playing McCown? Yeah. They're not going to draft a QB? Well, McCown said he'd like to stay for another year. Okay. Oh, so, I thought you said the Jets said they're going to play him. Yeah. They play I was about to well, say. Well they, were, well, they were talking to Baker Mayfield at the, uh, what is it, the scouting? Yeah, NBS, the NFL scout. Yeah. So they might draft a QB, uh, but we have to see what the whole Luma McCown situation is later on. Save that Jets conversation for next week. We'll right, talk we'll about it. <laughs> Tom, before we get to the Super Bowl talk, Tom Brady walked out on an interview after reporter Alex Ramirez referred to his daughter as an annoying little pissant. They were talking... Now, Brady, before he left New England to go to Minnesota, he was, um, he was on a radio broadcast for WEEI, a radio station in Boston. And, you know, they were talking about, apparently there's this little reality thing that they're doing that's like a little documentary. And apparently this guy watched it and said, referred to Brady's daughter as an annoying little pissant and said some other things that weren't, weren't going to be mentioned. But Brady decided, you know what, I'm going to hang up the phone. And then he came out and said, I've tried to come on this show for many years and showed you guys a lot of respect. I've always tried and come on to do a good job for you guys. And it's very disappointing when you hear the comments about my daughter. Certainly, my daughter or any child does not deserve that. And now WEEI has also suspended Alex Ramirez for a pretty good while. But it's not enough for Brady, though. So he cut his interview short, walked out, and went on. Talking about this, well, I mean, we know you can hate Brady, you can like Brady. Right. But if someone calls your daughter an annoying little pissant or anything worse than that, you're going to react that way, aren't you? No, definitely. I can totally understand where Brady is going with this because if uh, my daughter was called an annoying little pissant, uh, I would get really mad as well, and I would uh, probably file a complaint as uh, well. Oh, uh, would if uh, he was uh, since he was suspended, that probably would have been enough. Uh, or if he just uh, sent a quick little apology, and that would have been nice. Yeah, that would have been nice, but he hasn't. So I mean, well, then there's not really much uh, he you can, can do. do. And Brady handled this in the most mature way possible. He could have cussed, cussed the guy out. He no. could have done a lot of things. Very this mature. Is the, this is the one time where I actually show respect to Tom Brady. And it's kind of one of those things where you know, back when Aaron Hernandez was getting arrested, and a reporter went to Rob Gronkowski's house. And Rob didn't want to talk about it. So he tried to get his dad to talk about it. And Rob walked out on the interview. It's kind of like when you get too personal and come at your family, it's where he, that's when it really gets. What am, I, what am I trying to say here? Man, I had it. What I was going to say. But you know what I'm talking yeah, about. I know Everyone what gets what they're sa I'm saying here. Talking about the Super Bowl here. You know, we talked about this last week, but a lot to be mentioned here. It's a rematch from 2005. The Eagles versus the Patriots. A young guy, Nick Foles, who started, who was a starter for the Eagles at one point before he went to the Rams and then came back here as a backup for Carson Wentz. And then Carson Wentz came, went out with an injury, and now he's the starting QB, and look where he is now, in the biggest stage in football. And the crazy thing is no one thought the Eagles were going this year. They no. thought it was going to be Minnesota or even the Atlanta. They thought Atlanta was going to go. I honestly thought it was going to be a Minnesota. I wanted to see I want to see a team host the Super Bowl in their own stadium to be honest. That would have been really cool. But we talked about how Tom Brady has in his 8th Super Bowl appearance now. This here, if he wins this one, he passes Joe Montana for the most Super Bowl wins. So, with that being said, 
because he has six out of the eight. He lost to the Giants twice. It's a curse for well, him. Well, no. He has five, remember? He has five? Yes, he has five. If you've made eight appearances, though, Tom Brady has made eight appearances. Let's see. They've, he lost to the uh, the Giants twice. Yes, so that's... And I think uh, I think this was before the Tom Brady era. They lost one of the Super Bowl. So, yeah, he has five. So he would tie Montana for six. My bad. Yeah. So, I mean, he tied Montana, and then he would need another one to pass Joe Montana. Yeah. Because Joe Montana had six. Yes. So, with that being said, though, talking about the Patriots here, and, you know, they started out rough. You know, you lose to the Panthers and the Chiefs. The lose to the Chiefs in the opening game is huge because everybody suspected the Patriots were going to go 16-0 and this season. But they've lost, what, three games this whole season? Yes, they did. I mean, that's still pretty good. 13-3, and I mean. Yeah, definitely. They may not be undefeated, but that's pretty good, especially when they started out 1-2. and two. Yeah. And so going into this now, let's talk about these two teams, Will. What is your opinion on the Eagles, and what is your opinion on the Patriots here? Well, I'm going to try to be as unbiased as I possibly can. Uh, Patriots, so everybody, every, everybody except people in New England hate them. Uh, yes, I am from New England, uh, but uh, I uh, didn't uh, grow up with the Patriots. Uh, let's see. What kind of interests me, though, about the Patriots is that after this season, the Colts and, uh, their, and the Patriots offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniels, are finalizing an agreement for McDaniels to become the new head coach for Indianapolis. Oh, yeah. And isn't one of their coaches going to the Arizona? Yeah, Pat Patricia, their, uh, defensive, head co- their defensive coach. So this could be some big blows for uh, the Patriots. Uh, and uh, should the rumors be true that Belichick is going to retire after this season, then that's going to be even an even bigger blow for the Patriots. You think Brady might retire? I mean, if you tie Montana, is that enough for you? Well, you did make uh, the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history, and you've won uh, five Super Bowls, so one of the most... Most out of any quarter, well, not most of any quarterback, but one of the most of any quarterback. Uh, so I don't really know what what else he can do. Exactly. I mean, there's only one thing he could do if he wins this one and tries to go win another to break Montana. But I mean, you've got all that you want. I mean, you've got you're set for life, money wise. Oh, definitely. Your model, your supermodel wife makes twice as much as you do. Definitely. You've broken a lot of records. You came as a six round pick. As a not even a Heisman candidate from Michigan, and he ends up being one of the biggest players in all of the NFL. And it's just, what else can you do? I mean, it's like Troy Aikman said: in ten years, I felt like I've done all that I came to do. Yeah, that's why I chose to retire. And uh, Brady's been with the Patriots for how long? Seventeen years. Yes, he's the oldest play. He's one of the oldest players on the um in the NFL. Fun fact, though, um, the oldest, the guy that's older than him is Brent on the Favre. Patriots as well. Oh, really? Uh, James Harrison. Okay, I, th- I thought you were going to say, like, uh, quarterback-wise, because I was going to say that might have been Brett Favre. No. No, Brett Favre never played for the Patriots. Uh, no. <laughs> Could you imagine that, though? <laughs> okay, well, okay. And the Eagles, uh, these guys are the underdogs, uh, uh, and that uh, literally explains it all, considering they were wearing dog masks. Yes. Uh, and they gave uh, the Vikings no chance whatsoever in the NFC Championship. Uh, they blew them out 38-7. to They're like, we want this uh, more than you guys. Uh, we deserve that spot. And, you know, they didn't keep their heads down when they lost Carson Wentz. No, I mean, uh, they just kept uh, going. They said, Foles, get in there. Foles froze four touchdown passes in two games. and the only, the only thing I kept hearing 
during uh, uh, the NFC Championship game was stuff like Fly Eagles Fly, E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles, and We Want to Brady. I say that the Eagles are ready for this game. I think so too. And honestly, talking about the Eagles real quick before we get to our pick, I think their defense has been phenomenal. It's been a big part. Their running game has been weak. I mean, you get Jay Igea from the Miami Dolphins. This man is a speedy guy who led the NFL in rushing last season. And he's not done so hot. I mean, you've got other guys like Darren Sproles close to retirement, isn't as fast as he used to be. But you still have kept it on top. You know, moving on from that, the Patriots, I've said all I've wanted to about them. But the Eagles have surprised me. I didn't expect this. I really thought it was going to be Minnesota or the New Orleans Saints. Right. So, Eagles or Patriots? So, predict your team and then give us your final score. Will? (sighs) This is... Easily one of the toughest decisions I have to make here. Probably uh, in the entire time we had to do that, we did this show, which yeah. was, this was like two years now. Wow. Uh, you have an underdog good quarterback going up against a high-rated quarterback, a high-octane offense going up against a high-rated defense. This is almost too close to call, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like I had to flip a coin. I had to ask. Uh, I had to pray to God. I had to ask a magic eight ball. But if I had to pick a good one, I say New England by three. I'm going to go with New England by four. 27-23 will be my final score. I think it will be a very close one, but I think it's going to come down to where the Eagles have to score in their final drive, and it doesn't work out because we underrate the Patriots' defense. There was talk- actually, there was actually. Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I was going to say I actually watched a uh, Madden st- simulation uh, where they had this, uh, where they had it, the same situation as well. Uh, Eagles were on one last drive uh, to try to win the game, but uh, they throw a pass, but it ends up being deflected, and the Patriots ended up winning 24-20. Whoa. We underrate them, though. You know, Malcolm no, Butler. Definitely. Malcolm Butler may not be the best, but he's he plays specifically well. I mean. He has not let the fact that he picked off Russell Wilson on the one-yard line go to his head. He's come up and has become a top defensive back. Right. The defensive line, very underrated. Malcolm Brown, third-year veteran out of Texas, has done a great job. I think the Patriots win this by four. It's going to be a battle between David and Goliath, but Goliath, I think, ends up winning this one. With that being said, I'm TJ. And I'm Will. And this is Real Real Talk Talk Sports. Sports. See you next week.